0: hello everyone this is the jmail for real podcast yes that is right this is the jmail for real podcast and this is jmail coming at you and today i have with me a very special guest uh a, a man who reasonably could be uh held accountable for getting this all started because he renewed my love in fantasy football, which really kind of renewed my love in football as a whole, and uh, yeah, through late-night conversations at GameStop, and this is the man I've referred to multiple times as as the one who, you know, I, I think got me started on this path, so say hello to everyone, Mr. Bruce Morris. Hey,
1: everybody, how you doing?
0: How's everyone? Excellent. I, I am so glad to finally have you on the show, man. Uh, it's uh, all, all the late night talks at GameStop, all, all the football conversations, all the uh, uh, all the what if uh, you you, we, you were drafting every player in the league, who, who would you start with first? And and this was definitely during an era where JJ Watt was was unanimously like our number one ov- overall pick. So so this is a few years ago now, but
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots changed since then. I'm glad yeah. to be on, man uh but whether it was talking about current players
0: or all-time teams or whether it was you know or yeah various different things um you know and when when i started the uh the the low fantasy football league you were one of the founding members i definitely understand not being able to uh you know with with family and business and life uh still not a current uh, not a current member but at the same time it's at, at the same time it was fun playing a few for those few years and it's fun finally reconnecting in a football aspect on this show and uh hopefully this will be the the first of many appearances
1: oh yeah definitely definitely you know you just let me know
0: just let me know awesome uh today we are be- we are going to be covering the afc and nfc west and uh what better way to do it than having a 49ers fan in studio with us? Obviously you guys know I'm a, I'm a Jets fan at this point in time. Yes. I, I hang my head, but you know, s- s- still going to represent them at all times. It got, got my Jets bear right back there, <laughs> but yeah, hey, we actually know, have a uh, 49ers fan
1: coordinator, man, but you have our old D coordinator.
0: Yes. I, 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 I love having Robert Sal to be completely honest. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to what's going on, but that, That's not what today's show is about. Today's show is about the the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Rams, and then the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Raiders. So, um, yeah. So it's great to have you in as far as that goes. And we're going to be looking at what they've done over the course of the last month. The trades, the free agency. We're not going to be ranking them how we think they're going to be in the fall. We're not going to be talking about who we think they should draft. We're just going to be simply, uh, you know, we've had some time to let it settle. And we're just going to take, uh, we're now going to um, take our opinions on what happened and just, you know, uh, pre- present all the players that are going to be part of these teams in the 2022 season. With that said, I would love to give Bruce a moment to plug his t-shirt business before we get started.
1: Absolutely. Um, I do a uh, t-shirt business. It's called More Is Good. Uh, my last name is Morris. And my company is More M O R R I S G O O D. Uh, we do custom T-shirts. We do wedding, anniversary, birthday, business, whatever you need. Uh, you can reach me out on Instagram. More is good two zero two one at more is good two zero two one on on Instagram. Uh, just send a message and we'll get back to you. Good rates, very good product always. We definitely, um, you know, we always want to have quality t-shirts and quality designs and everything for you. We get back to you nice and fast and whenever you're ready to reach out, just come check us out.
0: Awesome. Uh, Send me that in uh, in a message at the end and I'll make sure to put it in the show notes too. I appreciate it. All right. And before we jump into the whole thing, we do have a breaking trade that just happened in the NFL and might as well bring that up, even though these are two teams. Well, one team that we covered in the last podcast, the saints and uh, the Eagles, the Eagles have traded away picks number 16 and 19 overall to New Orleans saints. Saints have given up the, the 18th pick. Eagles also send a late rounder. The saints send two late rounders. Well, I guess one of them at be, the beginning of the fourth, or it might be compensatory and um they also get a a second round pick. So the saints are really moving up in this year's draft. They added two first rounders to what they're doing. So uh, yeah, obviously they have to do something because they didn't do anything in that period, but um, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that we're discussing today um, because they had no flexibility or cap space. It's kind of funny. We're talking about teams that had no flexibility or cap space uh, and I know we'd normally go alphabetically, but the Rams had no flexibility or cap this offseason, and yet somehow managed to make all sorts of moves. So when, when you got to transition, you've got to take it, right? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we've officially gotten word that Aaron Donald is going to be coming back to the Rams. The Rams most recently added Bobby Wagner. And um, so let's, let's start there. No Von Miller on the defense anymore. Aaron Donald is back. Bobby Wagner is is in the center of that defense. Is that defense better or is that defense worse? Minus
1: Miller, Ed Wagner. Well, I would personally say that it's worse. I mean, you need that other edge rusher, you know? Yeah. Um, it's always good to get, you know, that pressure from the edge. Yeah, you have Aaron Donald that lines up everywhere, but edge rusher is just a little different even though uh Bobby Wagner is a tackling machine. Oh, so, you know, he's, 100%. He's 120, 130 tackles, you know, a season. So it's I still think that von Miller, you know, he's a little younger. Um actually I'm not 100% sure if he's a little younger. Uh I actually or they may be I, I don't think that the age, age matters. I I think they're one year apart. I think Wagner yeah. might be a year older. Yeah. But even in that, I would say that um, Von Miller is probably a little more productive than him, even though they play different positions. Because last year with the Rams, like he started to come on in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. And it would have been great for them to lock him in. But, you know, it's all about money chasing. He already got his championship. So there goes the money chasing for that last contract.
0: Yeah. You know, when it really comes down to it, I I, I completely agree. Um, Von Miller played lights out in that postseason. The, the Rams don't make the Super Bowl if it wasn't for what Von Miller did in that postseason. I I, I completely feel that is a true statement. And Bobby Wagner is great, but no, the NFL isn't designed for a linebacker to make that level of impact anymore. Right. So it's no disrespect to Wagner. Uh, I I will say this the Rams have struggled finding a replacement at uh, at middle linebacker since Corey Littleton. And really, uh, you know, C- Corey Littleton has struggled to, uh, to, to be good anywhere since then too. So it's one of those things where this is definitely a significant upgrade. Uh, but when you factor in guys like Darius Williams, also leaving the secondary and I don't know, Ramsey felt a little exposed to the big game. Is that him getting old or is that just him not being clutch in the moment? I mean, that's, it's, <laughs> I don't know if you want to answer that you can but at the same time this Rams defense definitely looks like it's taken a step back because of and you definitely could see that impact that Miller made. Um anything with, else to
1: say about the Rams defense are you are you yeah, concerned? Well, I think I think with Ramsey um sometimes he 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 he's, he's, he's a very cocky player and he's very hard on himself. Um and it's hard to go up against the number one receiver every time, you know? Yeah. But that's what he wants to do. And he ran into a great receiver, Jamar Chase, in the Super Bowl and made a couple of mistakes. And actually, he could have made one at the very last play that could have lost him the Super Bowl when yeah. Jamar Chase, when he fell. Before Aaron Donald had got Joe Burrow, um, yeah. Jalen Ramsey actually fell and Jamar Chase was wide open. If he had one more second, that might've been the game winning touchdown. Good thing
0: he had Aaron Donald on his team. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I guess why we're talking about Aaron Donald, we, we had the retirement scare from him and it. It was kind of like, you know, right before the Super Bowl. it's, it, it's good to, it, I know this is no form of analysis whatsoever. It's just really good to see that Aaron Donald has not hung it up and, Hopefully he's going to give us another three to four years before he considers it again, because it is a treat. It is a pleasure to watch Aaron Donald play football. Uh, In my opinion, he's the best player
1: in the league. Absolutely. He's been the best player for the player, probably about the last three years. Yeah. And it is good to see him for a couple more years. I mean, it's good to see him, but he's in, you know, my Niners division. So it's not good to see him, you know, at the same time. So (laughs) Yeah, uh, I, I get that. I I I completely
0: get it. You you can respect the greatness without loving the fact that he's terrorizing your team twice a year. Absolutely. Uh, before that would be it would have been a perfect transition, but we have the offense to talk about a little first. Uh, minus mm-hmm. Robert Woods, and Allen Robinson, and really, it's bringing them all back. Uh, besides that, we don't know the status of OBJ yet, but. Um, yeah. You know, the truth is, until we know what's going on with his injury, I don't think any team is going to be willing to sign him this offseason. He seems more like you find out you're in serious playoff contention, and you bring him into the team in November once he's recovered from his injury. Am I, am I reading too much into it? Like, if that's what I would do if I were,
1: you know, an NFL GM, do you agree with that or? I, I absolutely do. I mean, you know what? I would, I would definitely sign him right now and just Okay, wait for him to. You know, I would sign him and wait for him to get a surgery and actually recover. Because I mean, you already know once he comes back, he's he's gonna be productive. So, like, you, you think he to wants back. to come back though? He got he his ring. Be, he silenced his Do right You think he wants? There. Okay. Yeah, they're they're saying that he has he has a house in L.A. and everything. So. And that's where he's at in the offseason. So I'm sure you want to come back, you know, why not? All right, well,
0: let's see what happens there. Uh, mm-hmm. Any, any comments on replacing Robert Woods with Allen Robinson though?
1: I honestly think that Allen Robinson is a very underrated wide receiver. I would even me personally, I would even go as far to say that he's between top 10 and 12 in the league. Oh, wow. With, and with what you have to think about it with no quarterback, you got to look at his numbers of what he was doing with really no quarterback, he put up great numbers every year. You know, now that he has Stafford, it's 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 going to be a problem over there with him and, and Cup, and you know if they if OBJ comes back, they're they 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 should be set. See, I'm one of those people who who believe that Allen Robinson was a good player at one point,
0: but he's on the fast declining side of his career now, and I. I think that the Rams would be better off with Robert Woods than with Allen Robinson. Um, I actually love, I love the fact that the Titans were aggressive in trading for uh, a wide receiver after getting burnt by the Julio Jones thing the previous year. But yeah. uh, I mean, I guess we'll check. I guess we'll wait and see. Like, obviously, Allen Robinson, we're going to know within the first three or four weeks um, whether he's finished or whether he's going to make that offense even more lethal,
1: right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I honestly don't think that he's declined. I just think that his numbers went down because he didn't really have anybody to throw the ball to him. Yeah, think about it. How many, how many quarterbacks did he have last year? It was it three of them at one point?
0: I believe three. Field. Yeah, if I'm correct, three different quarterbacks took the field for the yeah, Bears. So
1: it's like you know, that's 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 kind of tough. But Darnell kinda, Mooney had a decent season. Yeah, he did. He did, but Allen Robinson's potential was crazy. Like even if you like listen to other uh NFL players, they a lot of them put Allen Robinson like in their top 5 to 7. I don't think that he's there, but yeah, uh he
0: especially I, not with uh, uh Jefferson and Waddle and Chase coming into the league the last
1: 2 years. Yeah. Absolutely. I I agree with that. That's why I would say top between 10 and 12 I would put him in there.
0: I, you know, if it, if it happens for him, it happens for him. Like I I have no reason to root against Allen Robinson. It's, you know, we'll see. Right. Absolutely. So uh, while we're talking about, we'll see, let's, so I kind of feel that transitions into Seattle a little Uh, we'll see if they do anything to help their team during the course of this off season whatsoever. Uh, is that a fair way to put the, what the Seattle Seahawks have done up to this point in time? Like you cut Bobby Wagner, like, let, let, let's start with the PR nightmare. That is Seattle. You cut Bobby Wagner and he doesn't find out until he sees it on Twitter. Yeah. You trade Russell Wilson for yes, plenty of draft picks, but at the end of the day, you, you, you traded the last two ties to the Legion uh, to the, to, to the Legion of boom. Well, to, to the team that had the Legion of boom on it. And you you kind of criticize Russell Wilson after the trade is official um yeah. and then you do nothing with the offseason to make it up to your fans. Uh what it, what is what is the state of the 12th man at this point?
1: Rebuilding. They're completely in rebuild mode. Uh I wouldn't be surprised if DK Metcalf is going next. Yeah, right? <laughs> really wouldn't be surprised because they're they're clearly rebuilding. Like you think about it, um who's going to be throwing to these guys like well if you're talking to dk
0: metcalf he's saying don't sleep on drew lock if you're talking to tyler lockett he's saying they should bring in colin
1: kaepernick honestly kaepernick may still have something left we don't know about that yet but we know what drew lock is yeah right (laughs) We know exactly what drew lock is and he's He's not that good. Let's just be honest. He's not that good. If he was, he would still be in Denver right now, and he's starting position. He had all the weapons to succeed in Denver. Absolutely, and he had Teddy Two Gloves come in and take his position. So, yeah, I don't – as far as Seattle, I don't don't, don't see them doing anything. They're just going to stockpile, and I think they're going to rebuild. They really should get rid of Lockett, and they should trade DK – and just run with a young team for a couple of years and just build in draft.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, but yet it, when you look at the moves that they did make, it doesn't look like they're okay. Yeah. it Oliphant is a nice young piece that they traded for and they were able to really, that's the only nice young piece that they added. Like a lot of it is just bringing back guys who, have not helped them get over the hump in the last 10 years like we're talking about uh rashad penny and disley and fuller uh woods quentin jefferson uh well okay quentin jefferson's a decent Uh, actually how do you feel about quentin jefferson i i i know he's a 40 uh 49er at one point in time but i never thought that he ever actually lived up to
1: his potential me neither okay and a lot of those guys that you named they have injury problems too
0: yeah I look up and down everything on this 49ers list, uh, whether it's bringing in Artie Burns from the Bears or re-signing Quandu Triggs, Justin Coleman from the Dolphins. Yeah, these these sound like okay moves if you're that veteran team that's just adding a few more pieces. Like if this was LA adding it or if this was San Francisco adding it, these moves would look so much better. But then you see that you have... I'm not even sure where the rebuild's going. Uh, honestly, it's you know you you're, you're talking about bringing Kaepernick. Kaepernick might be the perfect answer. Like one, one, one of the things uh, he is might be better than Drew Locke. We we don't know. We haven't seen him play a pro game in in, in you know, so weird. he might be finished. But you bring him in, you get you get the jersey sales right off the bat. Right. You get the fan base kind of restored after what after how you handled the Wagner and the Wilson things so even if he doesn't pan out you're at least reuniting some of that fan base a little right
1: absolutely absolutely even though I think Kaepernick will still be a he's going to be a bridge quarterback you know yeah um I think they're looking because you know they have a they have a couple of decent quarterbacks that's going to be coming out the draft next year and even a year after so they're just looking for a bridge quarterback right now just to survive through the season or two. And I mean, I think that Kaepernick could be that person, you know, he looked good on his workouts, but yeah. you know, that's still, he still had no pads on nobody chasing him. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a huge difference
0: it, in a division where there's a lot of big guys chasing you. Like uh, I you already mentioned that. Aaron Absolutely. Donald, Nick Boses in this division. Absolutely. Let's go there. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. This is a division where you're going to have people chasing you around all the time. And uh, you know, the truth is, yes, uh, the 49ers let another uh, D lineman go. They let another offensive lineman go, but uh, a couple of key offensive linemen uh, have left. But at the same time, it kind of feels like Kyle Shanahan only ever allows linemen to go when he knows he has two or three to replace them. Are you concerned about the loss on the, Offensive and defensive line with the 49ers? Absolutely.
1: Um, Oh, you are concerned. I am concerned. Where do I get started with my team? (laughs) Okay, no, get started. This is why this is one of the reasons you're here. (laughs) I think that um, it's been a very frustrating free agency for me personally. Okay. We've gotten rid of Lyman, we got rid of uh, Lincoln Thompson to you guys. Yeah. And we got rid of DJ Jones. I I would
0: love to thank you for getting rid of Lakeland Tomlinson.
1: (laughs) And it's like, okay, who are we replacing him with? We don't have anybody yet. So my guess is we're going to have to pull somebody from the draft. Oh, wait a minute. We don't have a first-round pick this year because we traded it for Trey Lance. Our biggest need, honestly, is defensive back. Like, during that championship game against the Rams, our defensive backs were completely lost. So, wait,
0: you don't love the signing of uh, Traverius Ward? Because I actually think that's a great signing for you guys.
1: I think he's okay. Okay. I think he's, we, we, we need a number one. If it was up to me, we should have went after J.C. Jackson. Or we should have went after... Um...
0: But you didn't have the money to compete for J.C. Jackson. Like, you, you saw that the Chargers and the Broncos had a ton of money and that it really was realistic that one of the two of them was going to land him right from the beginning.
1: That's true, but... There's always ways to move money around. Like, we just yeah. talked about the Rams and all the players they have. Like, they moved yeah. a lot of money around. Like, we, we could have tried. I think I like Shanahan, but at the same time, I think I feel that he's arrogant at the same time. I, just see, I, I feel like he's like, I don't care who gets plugged in, you know, it's going to work out for us. And we've seen it not work, you know? Because our, as far as our defense, our defensive backs struggle. Jimmy G. Jimmy G's a great quarterback. But you know that you're going to get at least two or three bad throws from him per game.
0: So you're not under the impression that Trey Lance is going to be starting week one?
1: I, I honestly hope he's not starting week one. And okay. The reason why I say that is because I, I, I honestly don't think he's ready. The games that he did play in, he looked a little lost. Uh, he started catching. He started getting a little rhythm at the end of the Arizona game, but, and the Texans game, but I just, he's not there yet. He doesn't have enough experience under his belt to take over yet.
0: By the way, thank you for saying this because you are my first guest host or co-host on this show Mm -hmm. that, that, that seems uh, that, um, that, that, that wanted the 49ers to get uh, a, another quarterback, it seems, because it was one of those things where m- most were kind of like Trey Lance is ready or you could, uh, I don't know. I, I wanted them to go after uh, a big name quarterback. I, I mean, I guess to be fair, J- Josh did kind of mention that uh, he thought that Rogers would be uh, and the 49ers would be a good fit for, for this year. Give him Absolutely. another year to develop. So but at the same time, there, there's way too many people that believe that Trey Lance is 100% the starter this year. And there's, I don't know, I kind of always wanted to see him take one more year to develop because I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a monster in year three, but I think he needs that one more year.
1: I completely agree with you. I think he does need that, that extra year. Um, I, this is what I think is going to happen. I think because Jimmy G got surgery, it hurt him it hurt his trade value i think he's going to end up staying with us and he's going to he's going to go for another year and it's going to depend on where we are midseason where whether we're going to trade him or not i think that's what's going to happen because right but now how he, could
0: you how could you make that decision midseason especially after the 49ers came back from so far back this year like the truth is this team regardless of who the quarterback is, is, is still ready to be right in the thick of contention
1: in an NFC that's gotten weaker. See, I disagree with that because without Jimmy G playing, we have been losing record. I don't remember our record exactly, but we're way under 500 okay. when Jimmy G doesn't play. But when he plays, we're over 500. So oh. Jimmy G is the quarterback that we need right now to get us to the playoffs. And that's it. And like you said, I would love to see a big name also. I would love to see Rodgers. I would love to see, honestly, I would love to see, and I don't know if anybody said this, I would love to see since Arians is not coaching anymore for Brady to force his way out of Tampa and come to us. I was saying Tom
0: Brady uh, back in February for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I was saying it through early March, but then the whole, when he recruited Russell Gage, yeah. Um, To be a Buccaneer It was one of those things where it's like uh, He's going to be a Buccaneer this year Then the Dolphins rumors all surfaced And it's like Well, the Dolphins must be offering Like six first-round draft picks Or something uh, for, for, for this to be happening Yeah Yeah, honestly
1: uh, I don't know if you remember But what was it? Before Brady went to the Bucs There was rumors that he wanted to come to us And we actually chose Jimmy G over him And he wasn't happy about that I think the subliminal uh, comments that he was making was at Jimmy G and at Shanahan, yeah. and it it bit us in the butt because they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I honestly think that if we had Brady, we probably could have won a Super Bowl.
0: Most I definitely. mean, you guys were ju- you you guys are still kind
1: of just a quarterback shy right now. We are, but I. I we we still need some work I, I would love to see us draft a a wide receiver a lot of people they think that debo is a number one wide receiver i don't think debo is a number one he's, I think a, a, he, he, number he's one. a
0: top offensive weapon he's not necessarily of the wide receiver mode
1: absolutely and we we need that number one that can that that, that can take you up top you know what i'm saying and we don't have that we have a bunch of Small wide receivers that run short routes and. Also, oh, you top.
0: do not like the addition of Ray Ray McLeod that?
1: No, he's going to be returner. He's uh, going to be a returner on our team. Do you like, think he's going to talking
0: special teams for a moment. Uh, do you do you like McLeod better than Trenton Cannon, or do you still wish you had Trenton Cannon? No, I like McLeod. You think? Like McLeod. Okay.
2: okay in, in, think Cannon isn't...
0: actually, as dynamic as he was, he cost you guys two games last season.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: One on a really bad penalty and one on, a, on back-to-back fumbles, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. Uh, the last thing with the 49ers, uh, the Raheem the Dream Mostert. You, you glad he's gone?
1: <laughs> you know, honestly, I wish he would have stayed healthy because he was great for us. Oh, he's great, yeah, but the problem is when you have a great player who
0: who always inevitably gets injured at some point in time, it always seems to hurt that much more, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But, I mean, you know, we're running back by committee. So, yeah. you know, if somebody goes down, the next person steps up, and that's what happened last year. So I'm not really worried about running back. I would love, honestly, to maybe get Saquon. I know he does be hurt I know he gets hurt but the rumors are out there the, the rumors that uh,
0: uh, Saquon or CMC could uh, could be moving somewhere I haven't heard 49ers I've heard um, who did I hear I heard oh, CMC I heard Buffalo I heard Chiefs I heard Seahawks yeah. and I think there was one other western team I forget whether it was AFC or NFC though
1: I'm not sure. I didn't hear anything. For, I, I know they said lastly with uh, last week with Saquon that they weren't going to trade him. But well, CMC oh. think that they are still looking to trade him. I know I heard talks for Buffalo. So,
0: I feel with, like a, an elite running back going to Buffalo would just get wasted
1: because of the way that they run the offense. Absolutely. But I think with somebody like CMC, they have to get him involved, though. Yeah, if you have a great talent. You have to get them involved. You yeah. can't just let them waste. So I think I think that would be very interesting. But yeah, but I as mean, of right now, none of these rumors.
0: N- nothing has happened with e- any of these rumors at, no. because you'd have to think that the team trading away Saquon or CMC is going to want more than the team that is trading for in most situations.
2: Absolutely. Um
0: Yeah, I don't.
1: I think they're kind of stuck where they're at.
2: So let uh, me ask you. This is getting, getting
1: a little off topic. Let me ask you this: What would you give up for CMC or Saquon? Are Are you given a first rounder? I I would definitely not.
0: As it's funny because I know it's not fair to call. Saquon injury prone without calling CMC injury prone, but the wow. injury history square scares me more with Barkley because he shot, he's now shying away from contact in the games he is playing. Hmm. So I'm not sure I'd want to trade for Saquon at all. I, I'd much rather if it was, um, yeah, because I, I think th- there is some mental damage with Saquon at this point in time too, not, not just the physical damage. Hmm. Uh, CMC. I mean, uh, obviously he still runs fearless or, or reckless. It, it, we, we could probably call CMC reckless. So, so it's almost the opposite problem, but I I'd rather have somebody who, when they're going to be on the field that they're going to be taking over games. And I'm hmm. not 100% sure that Sa- Saquon has that mindset anymore. Uh, okay. CMC. I don't. I don't know if I'm giving up a first for him. Like it all depends. Is he the final piece I need?
1: Like if um, are, are, yeah. you, are you saying so? Yeah. I'm Kansas City, right? Yeah, and you need a running back. Are you giving up a first round for CMC?
2: I'll let you. If I am Kansas
0: me. City, I'm giving up my first round
1: pick for CMC. Okay. Me personally, I'm not giving up a first round for any running back. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: I'm thinking that what's CM, what what's case he gonna take with that late late first rounder anyway?
1: Um, they probably need another wide receiver. But you get a CMC, you have a receiving back. That's true. But how often are they gonna use him? Like I think their offense is a little different. We were talking about with Buffalo. Yeah, they're a little different. Um, Josh Allen runs a lot. You know. Correct. Matt Mahomes doesn't run that much, but he throws the ball a, a lot. Yeah. I don't know if that's and, – and then their offensive line is not the greatest in the world. So how are they going to utilize CMC and KC? And is that worth giving up a first-rounder? Well, I would
0: think that there's a chance I'm – not, I'm not comparing CMC to Marshall Falk at all because we all know Marshall Falk is a tier all his own. And, you know, I, I – I, I'm annoyed whenever greatest running back of conversation of all time happen, and people are not listening to Marshall Falk, because as far as I'm concerned, and I know this is a controversial take, Marshall Falk is the greatest player to ever play running back in NFL
1: history. I, you already know how I feel about that. I disagree. But you're a Barry Sanders guy too, right? Absolutely. And we got to remember who did this before Marshall Falk, Thurman Thomas, Okay, Herman Thomas did it before Marshall. He caught, but, the but he didn't do it to the same level that Marshall Falk did it. <laughs> like, he didn't, but he, Marshall Marshall Falk just took it to another level. Yeah, but because of the team that he had too, you know, the offense was a lot more dynamic there in, in St. Louis, and because was it was he really doing all that in Indy, or was it until he got to St. Louis? To where he, he started, he was doing with-
0: a lot of it in Indy. He wasn't doing it to the extent of St. Louis, like, he didn't oh, yeah. have a thousand rushing and a thousand receiving in the same season mm-hmm. with Indy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But, um, in yeah, I mean, he what he did that twice in St. Louis, right? Yes, I believe so. I believe so. And one of the times he was over 1500 yards rushing, too. Well. That conversation aside for a moment, because that that, that that's definitely uh, definitely something that we we could uh, maybe put all four together for mm-hmm. all time greats to, to to argue one show, which Absolutely. which would seem nice. Mm-hmm. Um, CMC as a Kansas City Chief could, and I guess we're transitioning to the Chiefs right now, right. Uh, even though we haven't touched the Cardinals yet. It makes sense to transition to the Chiefs because we're talking about them. CMC as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs could have a thousand and a thousand. I agree with that. I as actually, a matter of fact, I think he's more likely to go over 1,000 as a receiver than he is as a running back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would think so because Kansas City doesn't run the ball that often. But even, but they would have to. The thing about that is, having, sometimes having too much star power on offense can cause problems. You know? Well, yeah.
0: But they also get, get that. I don't think it would cause a problem here because Tyreek is no longer there now, too that's true so you're looking to replace a superstar player
1: that's true but the question is is, okay where is Juju going to fit in this offense if they got CMC also you know and then is Kelsey going to start getting upset because he's not getting enough balls so it's like it's that's that's a tough situation I mean I think I think it'll be a great fit but I think there may be some issues with that because the ball, there's not enough balls to be spread around. See right now it's, it's funny
0: because pre-Tyree kill trade, like I'm not even sure what Kansas City's trying to do. Like you, you, you see all the improvements that the chargers, the Broncos and the Raiders made this off season. And then you trade away Tyree kill for, for a lot of draft picks. Like, honestly right. they, they did very well in the, he got he, he got quarterback uh type draft picks back for him right uh we haven't seen a trade like that in a while um so right. i'm not gonna say the chiefs w- lost it by any stretch but they go from a team that was basically it was tyree kelsey and uh, try to make something work, work with someone else too and now it's kelsey and I, I don't see Juju Smith-Schuster or Marcus davides Sketling stacking up at all and in
1: the gaps. Like, I think both of them together would get Tyreek's numbers. <laughs> together? To oh, oh, that, that could be.
0: Like, <laughs> it's just – and, yeah, they, they brought back Orlando Brown, and I, I, I don't – it feels to me like they could add another big offensive weapon. Maybe now's the time for them to sign OBJ. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Like, what Can you make any sense of what Kansas
1: City did there? I don't know. Honestly, it, it, it says a lot about how they feel about Tyree. For them to trade a top five wide receiver. I don't know if you agree with that. But I
0: think you know, I they... agree he's a top five wide receiver, but he didn't he couldn't beat the cover two last year, right? Which maybe they know something because you know these speed guys when they start to fall off, they mm-hmm. some of them fall off hard. Mm-hmm. So maybe they saw something in practice. Right. That Ooh, made them it believe it.
1: Could've, it could have just been a disagreement too, you know, where Tyreek was just like, yeah. you know what, I don't want to be here anymore, you know. Or it could be one of those
0: classic things where everyone has their price if somebody's willing to pay it.
2: Absolutely. And the Dolphins
0: just offered that, and the Chiefs couldn't say no.
1: And it just made him, yeah, and it just made it better that he's in Miami all the time, too. Yeah. So it's just easy for him. No state tax. He's getting all that money. It, it, it just sounded like it was a perfect situation, the weather. <clears throat> you know so, you know the pro players they don't just think about that they think about you know life with their family
0: yeah school systems life. where where they could be uh, where they could be around families where they could you know they're not it's a lot of people think it's all about either winning or the money and the truth is some people just want to like uh, Devonte Adams. adams will we'll transition to the raiders after this some people just want to go back to their college quarterback to the town they grew up in right
1: Absolutely. And you know what I think, too? Maybe Tyreek saw something different in Patrick Mahomes.
2: Patrick Mahomes
1: wasn't the same, especially in that playoff game. Like, what happened to him in the second half? You know? But to be fair, that second half is never
0: even set up if Tyreek uh, Tyreek finds a way to get past Eli Apple
1: into the end zone, right? (laughs) You know what, though? Patrick Mahomes should have kicked the field goal. He should have. have That's not Patrick Mahomes. That's That's Andy Reid. That's Andy Reid, absolutely. But Patrick Mahomes wanted to run that last play. And you're throwing a short pass to a 170-pound wide receiver at, what, the five-yard line? That's not going to work. There wasn't enough room. There wasn't enough room. So – Patrick Mahomes, he he's been he's been different. He's been different. I honestly, I think, and, and, and it's hard to say this because of how great he still is, but he's been declining. If you look at his numbers,
2: like they he,
0: figured he, out how to play against the offense that he was running, and though he he did adapt, he declined, he's the still year. a top two quarterback. <laughs> I mean, but Josh Allen's number one at this point. I, I, you could argue, you could argue that uh, Patrick Mahomes is down to number three or four. I would say Aaron Rodgers
1: is still the top dog. Okay, Aaron Rodgers one, Josh Allen two, Pat Mahomes. I would say Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen two, three. However, you want to flip them 1A, 1B, one a one b, one one a. Justin Herbert
0: has to start winning before he gets on this tear, and. Honestly, it's
1: really hard to, uh, to keep Brady out of the conversation. You have to put him in there. He has to be top five by the way he played last year. Like, if you're talking about top five quarterbacks that played last year, you have to put Brady two or three. You have to. His numbers. I I think you could argue for Brady one. I was all over Brady for MVP this past year. I knew I knew that he wasn't going to get it, though, because of the just the season Aaron Rodgers had. Honestly, the the person who the person who should
0: have won MVP, in my opinion, it would never happen. But he was the most important
1: person to his team in the league. I already know who you're going to say. T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt. Yeah, he won He's a player of the year. He wanted to be a player of the year. I thought, yeah, he I, I think
0: that he should have had MVP
1: votes. Yeah, absolutely. I think if this person wouldn't have got hurt, he was the absolute most important person on his team. And that's Lamar Jackson. You saw what happened once he got hurt. They just went downhill.
0: Yeah,
2: but Lamar Jackson, it's
1: not just hurt
0: with Lamar Jackson. He he needs to get his stomach checked out because he he's sick all the time and he's always getting food poisoning. It's. The, Lamar Jackson needs a nutritionist. He he needs a dietarian. He he needs someone to uh he needs to step up and uh get his eating habits correct. Like I don't know what he eats, but mm. nobody gets food poisoning that many times.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with him. Yeah, you
0: know so it's I, I'm not. I I love Lamar Jackson. Like, I I, I think he's one of the most exciting players to watch in the NFL, period. But um, (laughs) I I think he misses games for weird
1: reasons. (laughs) So let me ask you this. Um, Was Russell Wilson top five quarterback this year?
0: No, Russell Wilson was
1: awful this past year. But Russell Wilson now in Denver. You know what, though? He wasn't awful. He had like 27 touchdowns, five interceptions, something like that. He was just hurt. was his it? numbers his well, if you look up his numbers now his numbers weren't bad. he just got
0: hurt. All right, I'm looking up some numbers really quick yeah. because let's what? talk a little bit more about let's finish up Kansas City though. Uh, <laughs> Justin Reed in Honey Badger out on defense. they lose Traverius Ward too but they have young cornerbacks coming up. Do you think that defense is an okay spot?
1: I think that defense is in trouble because every other team in that, in that uh, division has upgraded on offense and wide receiver or quarterback. So it's, it's going to be tough, but you know what though? Kansas city feels like we're the king of the hill in the AFC West. Why do we need to add? We're fine. Where we're at. Are They, they the king of the hill in the AFC West? They are. They want it. Right they want it yeah but as as of now they are we'll see what happens this season but as of now they are king of the afc west so and they have been for a couple years yeah i mean i guess
0: until they no longer clinch the division they are they are the ones up there but
2: absolutely for me
0: i'm not sure if kansas city did enough this off season to stay up
1: there I don't think they really did too much of anything if anything they lost in all season so far.
0: Yeah, losing Tyreek Kill and replacing him with Juju and uh, Marquez and and then I think you're going to miss the Honey Badger's leadership. Justin Justin Reed might be a little more athletic
1: at this stage in their careers. Mm-hmm. But in instant though like 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 Honey Badger. Yeah, he's different. He's different. Definitely different. I think Kansas City, they need to hope. We'll we'll see what they're doing in the draft. We'll definitely see what they do in the draft.
0: Yeah, we will. Wow. Okay. So, Russell Wilson, you are 100% right. Um, 25 touchdowns, six interceptions, 103 uh, passer rating, and 3,113 yards in how many games played?
1: 10 games, something like that. 11 games. Why did I think Russell Wilson didn't have a good season? Wow. He had a great season. He just got hurt and they just didn't, they just weren't good. That was the thing with them. So we're talking about Russell Wilson right now and um,
0: Denver Broncos. Um, I'm just going to flat out say it. And I I don't care if no I don't care if anyone uh, doesn't like it. Denver Broncos, as far as I'm concerned, is the team that beat in the AFC West.
1: (laughs) You know, I've been thinking about that for a little while, and their defense is solid. Bradley Chubb, he's a stud. And you add Uh, Randy Gregory to the other side. Gregory, my guy, Patrick Sertain.
0: Patrick Surtain is going to be the best cornerback uh, in the NFL by the end of this year.
1: What? That's side note. That's who I wanted San Fran to draft instead of getting Trey Lance. I wanted them to grab Patrick Surtain because we need that corner so bad. But yeah, Patrick Surtain is, is, is great. He's I've been be- all
0: over him since the draft. I, I believe he's going to be the best cornerback in the NFL of this generation.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then they already have the wide receivers. And actually, I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna call it. I think Stratan is gonna be better than his father.
1: Yes, yes, <clears throat> I could see that. I could see that, but I wouldn't be shocked if he wasn't. But I could definitely see that though. Yeah. Um. Denver wide receiver core. They have a great wide receiver core. They have nice, big, fast uh, wide receivers, and then they have somebody who can actually get them the ball. Yep. That's what hey. they were missing last year. They brought
0: in Tom Compton from the 49ers on the offensive line. They brought in a few other uh, pieces for that offensive line. Yes, they did lose their tight end, but they have the receivers. They have the running back and they have the quarterback.
1: And they'll probably draft a tight end in the draft. So, yeah,
0: probably going there. Um, People might be concerned about the departure of Alexander Johnson in the middle of that defense. Mm-hmm. But they added someone who I believe is much better than Alexander Johnson, Alex Singleton. Um, he was misused by Philadelphia really bad last year, but Alex mm-hmm. Singleton has has that potential to be that sideline to sideline tackler
1: to make sure nothing ever gets past him. Absolutely, you know it's all about um, it's all about how you run your defense or your offense. It's all about the system.
2: Yep. And it is fair
1: to note
0: that they will not have the Fangio system that, that they've had for the last, the better portion of the last five or six years. So, um, so I, I don't know how important uh, adding a linebacker was going to be, you know, linebacker departures were going to be anyway, they might go to looking more like a, um, they they might go to looking more like a team that is relying more on the pass rush or relying more on the secondary. They still have a great secondary. They brought back, several of those pieces though several of them are still in limbo and you know with Sertan being the anchor um Kareem Jackson hasn't signed with anyone yet right not that I heard of not that I heard of no so Cream Jackson's not necessarily a departure yet no well, they also he... brought in DJ Jones defensive tackle from the 49ers too
1: yes which um Low key. He was great for us last year. Yeah. I, I was, I was upset that we, uh that we lost him. Yeah. They, they definitely got a great defensive attack. Like he yeah. was, he, he was very underrated. He was underrated, but he, he did all the dirty work. Oh,
0: I mean him and Randy Gregory were both underrated for the 49ers and the Cowboys, uh, but adding them onto a line that already has Bradley Chubb, th- this is going to be, this is going to be a, top five defense potentially a number one defense
1: that's the thing they've always been a top five defense
0: yeah and now they're gonna have a top 10 offense to go with it too with top five upside we might legitimately be looking at the broncos as as a, a super bowl contender this year
1: i don't think they're ready for that yet personally no i still think buffalo they
0: they need to get help with with the Buffalo scenario. They need another team to take out Buffalo, or they need to have the big game versus Buffalo. Like oh, oh, when I say the big game, that defense needs to score versus Buffalo.
1: Yeah, and I know we're not in this conference and well in this division, but Tennessee's still there.
2: Yes, Actually, still on there. the
0: last show we we discussed Tennessee. It's kind of like um, you know. This team had 96 uh, different players play for them last year because everyone right. was injured and still Madden should be the one seed. So mm-hmm. with that said, Tennessee hasn't been as brilliant in the playoffs as some of these other teams that we're talking about.
1: You know what it was, though? Derrick Henry's just coming back. Yeah. Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill's in that Jimmy G spot where – Tannehill is is
0: a is a step up from the Jimmy G spot. He's he's a quarterback that works well because of the
1: system. But you have to remember though, Jimmy G took us to a Super Bowl, and we were okay, just you don't game. think the you don't think the 49ers took Jimmy G to a Super Bowl? I think it was mostly our defense. It was mostly our defense, but Jimmy G didn't play bad. His numbers aren't terrible. He's he's a middle of the road quarterback that's why I say him and Tannehill are very close together um but let's be honest Tannehill choked in the playoffs
0: yeah Tannehill totally choked in the playoffs that's 100% a
1: true statement (laughs) I would say Jimmy G a lot of times our our Super Bowl run against the Chiefs he was carried by our defense absolutely and a running game this year he he threw a little more he threw a little more I think we had a harder road this year than we did the year we went. So he hoped. I just think that we came, we came into that championship game against the Rams limping big time. Yeah. So, but yeah. And honestly, you guys still could have won it too. Yes. I dropped interception. I don't yep. even want to talk about it because <laughs> I was, oh, my God. Well, we don't need to talk
0: about it because the commentators were still bringing it up for a whole quarter afterwards. One of the things that really annoyed me about that whole thing was, that was EJ Mosley that dropped it, right? I think it was Mosley. Was it Mosley? Was it Mosley or Tart? I think it was Tart that dropped it. Okay, the the, the point is, they mentioned it like 15 times in 10 minutes. And I'm like, come on, just lay off
1: the guy a little at this point. (laughs) It was critical though. Yeah, was it critical. was very critical. Because that would have I think they scored on that drive. I think they, they scored did. on that drive. Yeah. But I mean, it was still a lot of time left in the game, but interception midfield with nobody around to run it back. We could at least got a field goal out of that or something. It is what it is.
0: Well, since we're talking about a game that involved the Los Angeles team, let's, let's jump on the other Los Angeles team right now. Uh, yeah. Another team that has, could not do anything wrong this offseason whatsoever. And I'm pretty sure they still have money to spend. Uh, they brought back Mike Williams and then they traded for Khalil Mack a couple of days later. Yes. Now this isn't vintage Khalil Mack. I, I, I want, I, everyone to realize like because everyone's because people are got very high on mac and bosa right off the bat and i'm not saying you shouldn't be high on mac and bosa on the same line mm-hmm. at that time though they were still the best, second best pass rushing combo in that division with because mac and bosa are are more names of two to three seasons ago now at this point whereas max crosby and yannick ngakwe are 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 the pair that of now, but ningakwe since then has been moved on. So now it's Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. So um, let's talk a little bit about both. Which team added the better edge rushing uh, pair? Is it Mac and Bosa, or is it uh, Crosby and Jones? Chandler Jones.
1: I would I would say this. Um, if you were to rank
2: those four edge rushers. Where are you putting Max Crosby? I would put him four. Where are you putting Chandler Jones? You would have to it's put It's funny because I would, I would put Khalil Mack four
1: at this point. I, the only reason why I wouldn't put Khalil Mack four is because, like I was saying before, system matters. System matters. And he saw a lot of double teams and sometimes triple teams when he was with the Bears. He's not going to see that now with uh Joey Bosa on the other side. Well, I mean, yes,
0: and they also upgraded two great uh two really good defensive tackles right in the middle, right. too. So
1: they so made, not gonna they made be no the better offensive line. Yeah, defensive line. So there there will be no double teams this year. So we'll we'll see. For 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 uh I'll say okay.
0: You Let's would agree Mac. that N'gakwe and Crosby were a better defensive lo- uh, were a better defensive end pairing than Mac and Bosa were at the point in time when everything went down,
1: but not necessarily now. No, not now. No. Okay. No, I would honestly put Crosby fourth. I would probably put Mac third.
2: But I I'm would, putting Ngakwe one. Like uh,
0: back then, I would have put Crosby third and Ngakwe over one
1: over Chandler Jones.
0: Chandler Jones doesn't show up every game.
1: No, he doesn't. But I'll take four sacks in a game any day. <laughs> you <laughs> you, know well, saying? okay.
0: As far as as far as guys like Chandler Jones, on a game that Chandler he's Jones hurt, goes hey. off, he wins you the game
1: almost by himself. Yeah, Chandler Jones was hurt last year, also, I believe so. Oh but that's part that's part of the problem with Chandler Jones. <laughs> true. True, but when healthy I would say out of them four, I would say between him and Bosa one and two. Okay. Bosa is very consistent. I don't remember I don't remember how off my head how many sacks Bosa had last year, but he's very he's very consistent. His sack total probably was
0: down a little because he was playing some off the ball linebacker also.
1: Yeah. I think he got hurt also. I think he was hurt for a game or so. I
0: think there was a the, – the, yeah, uh, hurt for a game or so it does sound right. Okay, so, yeah. So,
1: anyway, you look at it, we're excited for these two uh, at rushing combos. Absolutely. It's going to be – it's definitely going to be fun seeing them this year. It's going to be fun, and it's going to be uh, very scary for offensive line. And
0: the thing that killed the Chargers most last year was they had the worst rush, uh, rushing defense in the league, Yes. They added Sebastian Jones Day. Mm-hmm. They had uh, from the Rams. They added Austin Johnson from the Giants. And pe- most people, like when you went to NFL Twitter after that, it's like, "Who's that?" I'm like, "He's the guy who made Leonard Williams look good all last year."
1: Right.
0: Right. Like this guy, literally, just takes out the run. Like people don't always remember the the guy who who quietly just took away an aspect of the game and didn't make all the cuts. Austin Johnson is that guy. Right. He did all the dirty work.
1: Yeah. He do not so, get credit for doing the dirty work. So,
0: whereas someone like me who really appreciates, uh, you know, d- defensive play, which I'm going to give Austin Johnson my IDP awareness uh, 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 player of the segment, because on a line with Mac Bosa and uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, I think that he's going to, Create such opportunities for those other three players mm-hmm. that this may be the scariest
1: D line in a league. Yes, and
0: I realize that there's no Bosa on it, and there's no Watt on it, and there's no Donald on it. Mm-hmm. But I think I prefer collectively this defensive line more than those three defensive lines. Yeah,
1: the individual players. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's going to be very interesting. And we got to remember, too, the Chargers, they added J.C. Jackson, correct? Yes, they added J.C. Jackson, and
0: we're still waiting on them to add a linebacker because yeah. they don't have good linebackers. Like, okay, yeah, I get it. People think that people like Kenneth Murray for some reason. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why Kenneth Murray wasn't on the field when the Raiders... We're driving at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Or wait, he was on the field, but they wanted him off. I, 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 Kenneth Murray was one of the biggest problems why the run wasn't good. Yeah. Because he's not the type of linebacker that can pile up the tackles afterwards versus the running back and limit the damage. So with that said, with that defensive line, with Austin Johnson uh, joining uh, th- the big name players and JC Jackson in behind, that's probably enough to overcome the linebacker deficiency but i mean what what do you think do you think they still need to add a linebacker
1: um, alexander johnson that would be that would be decent for them they i think they do they 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 need something they've they've definitely pro- they out of all the teams they probably have been the busiest yeah defensively because they needed it. Like, their defense was horrible last year. Like, their offense kept them in a lot of games. If it wasn't for their offense, they probably would have won four games.
0: Yeah. No, their their offense – and the good thing about their offense is they brought it all back, and they Absolutely. shored up that offensive line even a little bit more. So, it's one mm. of those things where – and they uh, brought in Gerald Everett to play tight end. I just thought right. that. I didn't, I didn't know that even happened
1: until just now. Mm. <laughs> Gerald Everett is a – not a huge name but he will he he, he will get you some he'll, he'll get you some catches and, and, and he's incredible. he's a good role player behind
0: guys yeah. like uh Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Absolutely. Austin Eckler and then you have Guyton and you have Palmer and you have a lot of guys who could who could step up when the offensive inevitably gets injured they, they needed to get that defense working they yeah. needed to be able to stop opposing running backs and yeah. they have definitely slowed down opposing yeah. running backs I would love to see a linebacker added, but you can't argue that the Chargers are
2: probably a top five team of the off season. Defensively or overall? I would, I would say, well, who's definitely better Dolphins Raiders Broncos. That's the problem right there. Two of them are, there, are in their division. I would take the Dolphins out completely
0: because of two of them. <clears throat> well, I'm just talking about additions in the offseason. Yeah, gotcha. not talking about top top five team overall. I'm talking about top five oh, free agent. Yeah, the okay. winning free agency period.
1: Um, I would probably say chargers.
0: Yeah, chargers are a top five free agency period team.
2: Absolutely. The biggest I- their
0: biggest issue is they're in a divisional of two of the other top five.
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, this this AFC West is going to be very interesting. Um, Chargers offense they have to take another step up though. Herbert has to take another step. He has the offense. Um, honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember how good their offensive line was last year. Their
0: offensive line uh, made huge strides. Uh, it was noticeably better with the mm-hmm. additions of Rashan Slater and Corey Lindsley.
1: Okay. With that being said, I think that they should contend for the division. You know what's going to end up happening, right? They're going to end up knocking each other out. Yeah.
0: No one's going to get the one seed from that division because they're, they're all going to go five and three or four and four.
2: Mm-hmm. And Although, you know, that's, the Chargers, not, uh,
0: that's too many games. Um, uh, four and two or three and
1: three. Right. And unfortunately, you know, with the Chargers, um, they always give the Chiefs the biggest problems. They could have swept the Chiefs last year. Should have. Yeah, if it wasn't for, played. if it wasn't for probably
0: the worst head coach in the league that was retained, being Brandon Staley, they mm-hmm. they definitely do sweep the Chiefs last year. Right. Right. Honestly, Staley should have lost his job after one season. That's my biggest concern with the Chargers.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I would say that that uh that play in game. Yeah. <laughs> chargers raiders yeah oh my god that game was crazy
0: but was crazy. even that staley put on a clinic on how to lose a game that he should have
1: yeah. won <laughs> right you know what it's crazy because the game i actually fell asleep and i woke up in the morning and i'm like wait what the raiders won like what happened <laughs> The game was it was it was crazy. It was an excellent game though. No, I'm looking forward to seeing these battles this this season in AFC West It's going to be crazy. Yep. Definitely going to be crazy.
0: So let's go to that final team. Um we've danced around them a little. We've mentioned Chandler Jones. Raiders were very busy. They signed a lot of players. Uh a, a lot more lesser a, a lot until the big move happened. We mm. the Raiders could have gone one way or another with this offseason because right. they were signing a bunch of smaller players depth pieces so on and so forth but they really did not do the monster move to set them apart until the Devonte adams trade right right and now Derek carr basically has you know how sometimes everything there are great quarterbacks and then there's quarterbacks then there's really good quarterbacks who get set up with that once in a lifetime situation mm-hmm Devonte Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. Does anybody? Ha- does anybody in the league have a better and more diverse weapon set to throw to? Um.
2: Tampa. What was that? Tampa. Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, Gronkowski.
1: Gronkowski's not there anymore. That's right. He he didn't resign.
0: Yeah. Um, who is who who do you consider that the Tampa the, the, the Tampa guy who is the automatic third down?
1: Uh Mike Evans. For whatever reason, they they have Chris Godwin as their number one wide receiver. Okay, so and I guess what I'm say God, saying here,
0: I'm not saying Hunter Renfro is a better receiver than Mike Evans. I'm saying Hunter Renfro is the
2: most automatic 3rd down wide receiver in the league. Okay. I can't think of anybody right now, so okay. Right. And then you have
0: the best receiver in the game in Devontae Adams. You could argue that the Raiders don't have the deep threat, they do now, but Devonte Adams can work as a deep threat because mm-hmm. Devontae Adams can do everything.
2: Devonte <laughs>
1: Adams is probably one of the best route runners, if not the best route runner in the league.
0: So, really, when it comes down to it, like, and I, I guess even if it, you're not conceding number one, it's definitely they're definitely a top three set of weapons in the league.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would, I would definitely go there.
0: With the only one potentially be being, I have to be careful when I say this because I don't want to disrespect Tyree Kill, Jalen Jer- Waddle, and Mike Gesicki, but I'm not I'm counting them until I see how it all works together.
1: I'm not sold on Tua, so I wouldn't even put them there.
0: Fair enough, because Carr Carr is a good quarterback. Tua is a
1: he's going to be a journeyman. Who will? Well, if he survives, he's yeah. also
0: kind of a glass cannon, too.
1: Absolutely,
2: absolutely.
0: He could, a, he could end up being a. I don't want to. I don't want to say the name RG three.
1: Hmm. I wouldn't even put him in the same category as RG three. Okay. I think RG three was better than him.
0: Fair enough. I'm just saying, a player whose starting career and then career was cut very short by the fact that they couldn't stay healthy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't help that it, it started in college like right away. Yeah. So but yeah, the Raiders um
0: and they had Yarrox in, in the uh in, in the Ningakwe trade uh, after signing Chandler Jones and you know a, a lot of a lot of good depth pieces, some I like more than others. Like I, I actually like the addition of Kyler Fackrell on the defense, but I, I don't like the Micah Kaiser thing. I think Micah Kaiser was very much a product of the of the uh, system. McVay system. I don't think that he. How many linebackers have left, have had great seasons with the Rams, left the Rams, and been awful? Uh, but I uh, but I still like uh, Bilal Nichols, uh, the the uh, the defensive addition from the Bears. So uh, when when you look up and down to it, uh, th- this it really comes down to the fact that they added Chandler Jones they Devante. added some help into that secondary and most importantly they added devonte adams and now it's you don't know how to cover that offense which by the way we haven't even said josh jacobs name yet <laughs> josh jacobs can definitely be a
1: top 10 running back
0: they also added amir abdul to help out with the uh return game. games and some depth on, on that um mm-hmm. on that
1: uh you know in that running back room so yeah. you know what i think that um Devonte adams is going to be darren waller's best friend yeah and the reason why i say that is you think about the raiders last year like sometimes Dale, darren waller would get like 18 19 20 targets a game
0: it was, like and it, it, was- it tired him out it, it burned him out. His production in, later in the season wasn't as good as it was early. Absolutely. And his production and he, late in games wasn't as good as it was in
1: early earlier in games. And I would say probably half of those balls were forced. Yeah. Half of them were forced. Now he doesn't have to worry about that. Because Hunter
0: Renfro is a nice wide receiver, but he yeah. doesn't take the pressure off you. He's the guy who gets you five yards when you need it.
1: He is a – um, oh, my God, what kind of think of his name? He used to play in the Patriots. Um, Edelman, Edelman, absolutely. He's Edelman, and um, that's Welker, Welker. But Welker. you need that in your you need that, you need that in your offense. Yep. But, but with the Raiders, it's like who are you? Who are you going to double team now? You are going to double team Waller, or you going to double team Adams? You know it's like pick your poison with this, with this offense and Derek Carr, he's just probably just sitting there just smiling. I know I would, you have a, you have a, a, a good running back. You have the best wide receiver and you have a top five tight end and you have a great second receiver. Top slot in the game on, mm-hmm. on third and on third and second Carr
0: can line up in the shotgun with Jacobs next to him and that's going to terrify every
1: opposing defense they face. I don't know if I will agree with that top slot in the game, though. Who? um, That you may not consider slots. Debo is a slot. Oh, crap. Debo's a wide back. He's not a slot.
0: (laughs) Debo Debo's in that Cordaro Patterson category. He's an offensive
2: weapon. He doesn't have a Tyreek is a slot. What? Tyreek is a slot. Tyreek's not a number one. Okay,
1: what is – like, Kansas City didn't have a number one. Like, he didn't. Tyreek wasn't a number one. Tyreek didn't line up outside the whole game. Yeah, Tyreek is a slot. slot. Uh, so, I don't know what the different uh, –
0: possession receiver? No, it's not possession yeah. receiver. Well, I I, I I, would give him top five slot. Uh, I
2: would short Top,
0: top short yardage specialist?
1: Yeah. I would okay. give him that. I would definitely give him that because I would even throw Ayuk in there. Ayuk was a great slot receiver, also. Yeah. So. All right, so we've
0: talked enough on this part, and we we did not have a natural segue to the Arizona Cardinals, this whole show. So we're covering the Arizona Cardinals last. Um, Chase Edmonds is gone. Christian Kirk is gone. Chandler
1: Jones is gone.
0: Chandler Jones is gone. Jordan Hicks is gone. Yeah. Um, When you look at who was brought in to replace them, now I I completely get it. Arizona wanted, Arizona has a lot of young depth on, had a lot of young depth on the team last year. And certain positions were too overcrowded specifically defensive line and linebacker
2: right. to
0: where guys like Zavin Collins didn't get to see the field at all and didn't get to develop.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: maybe Jordan Hicks and Chandler Jones is addition by subtraction. And maybe Rondell Moore covers for both Chase Edmonds and Christian Kirk. The Cardinals seem to think that they have the young players to replace the people that they let go. Mm-hmm. And they still did bring manage to bring back James Connor, Zach Ertz, and Max Williams. Mm-hmm. And
1: How hmm has Zach Ertz giving you right now, though. You know what? How much is Zach Ertz giving you now, though? You know? I mean, he gave them enough last year. <laughs> he came mid-season. midseason.
0: Yeah. The thing like, about I, I don't know. Like, okay, so we're not talking about the Cardinals if they're going to be competitive or not this year, though. We're talking right. about what they did in free agency. Right. And really, when it comes down to it, they re-signed James Conner. Mm-hmm. And Great. they re-signed a couple offensive weapons. And do we want to count Nick Vigil as, as a serious signing?
1: Maybe. Okay, it's a name. <laughs> it's not Jordan Hicks, though. Right. Right. It's a name.
0: Yeah, it's it's a guy who's been on and off the field with, yeah. I, I. So really, when we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals this offseason, I'm not saying this is means the Cardinals are not going to be relevant this year mm-hmm. because Kyler Murphy and DeAndre Hopkins being healthy for a season is going to make you relevant again. Absolutely. With that
1: said, hey, Connor. It, they didn't do anything to help themselves in this free agency. Period. They, they, they lost more than they won. This year. Yeah. They lost more than they won. But I would say re-signing Connor was great though. Resigning,
0: And that's why we can't call this offseason a bust for them because Correct. re-signing James Connor was arguably a top 10 free agency move. Not including the trades a top 10 free agency move.
1: Okay, I would I would agree with that, especially what he brought to their team and what he was to Arizona. I would I would agree with that. Cuz he was a huge addition and he actually stayed healthy.
0: And you wonder who, the, you know, the Cardinals in the Kingsbury era have have run two running backs the whole time. So you just wonder is is Eno Benjamin the other guy now? Are they adding someone else? Are they drafting someone? Or do they see enough from
1: Benjamin? Benjamin probably is going to be, but I I see Connor probably getting two to one, yeah. But that so. that
0: system supports two running backs, so right. it's right. I sometimes they- on the field at the same time, and uh, really this is come you know this offense is going to come down to uh, the health of the two returning, and if Rondell Moore is going to live up to all the hype.
1: I think that this offense is going to come down to Kyler Murray completely and his play and how he is mentally. Yeah. Kyler Murray needs to prove that
0: he was uh, what people were saying. They thought he could be going into last season, not what people say they think
1: he might be coming out of this past season. Absolutely, because he can definitely – like one thing I've learned even playing football, if you have somebody to act like that, your team will turn on you. Yeah, they will. They don't want to be bothered with that, you know. Especially they're grown men at this point. You have one of the top five wide receiver in the league in DeAndre Hopkins, and if you're acting like that, he's not going to want to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah,
0: you, you guys you have guys like uh, DeAndre Hopkins and JJ T- Watt. Uh, mm-hmm. Time is starting to run out on on them being able to win a Super Bowl, and if 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 you're the young quarterback that's <laughs> costing them that ring.
1: They're you know not going to stay with you. I'm actually surprised on where the leadership was in that locker room when Kyler was acting the way he was acting with the names that you just said. Like, where yeah. was that leadership at, you know? I don't know. Unless they gave the keys completely to him.
0: M- or maybe Hopkins
1: and Watt weren't as good as leaders as we thought they were. I would disagree with that with J.J. Watt. We've seen it in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. In Houston, I don't know. Maybe he's still. I maybe, love JJ Watt. It's just at this point in Chandler time, Chandler. there's a problem that he didn't win. Yeah, maybe, maybe Chandler Jones. That was, you know, that was him. Maybe, but I mean, he's not there no more. So, who who's going to become that leader of the team? Kyler is still young. I don't it's, think he's. It's got to
0: be. It's got to have to be JJ Watt.
1: Yeah,
0: it's going to have to stay healthy
1: though. Right. <laughs> right. <sighs> But that's what they need. Uh, it seems like that team lacks leadership, and for them to be successful, they're going to need that. And they're going to need some help in the draft.
0: Yeah, and either way, it's a poor off-season grade at this point in time. Doesn't right. mean they're going to be bad. Just means that it's a poor off-season grade where we right. stand today.
1: Right. Because you know Arizona, they'll go, they'll go ten and two, and then lose all the rest of their games. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's
0: <laughs> this team is a very. Con- I mean, one of the reasons why there was no natural segue into this team, this team is a very confusing team. It's a very standalone sort of team. It's absolutely, it, it's not, it's hard to bring them up, uh, them up in conversation unless you have to,
1: right? As good as they were, it's still hard to do that.
0: So, because nobody knows if they're a, a mediocre team that overachieves or they're, or they're a, uh, a good team that underachieves
2: yeah
0: yep absolutely and, uh, yeah so that's what we got that's what we did today um th- thank you bruce for joining us uh i, I really appreciate this
2: hey no problem
0: uh, it, it was a lot of fun uh the next show will be coming out on friday uh my co-host joshua rarick will be back and uh we'll be breaking down the uh I don't think the East are done making moves yet. So we'll actually be tackling the Norths. So we'll do e- the East in the final show uh, mainly because I don't trust the Dolphins. I think they're still making moves.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, Dave, they've, they've just been stockpiling. So yeah, no, the
0: Dolphins are uh, it, it's starting to get to the point where it's looking like a recipe for
1: disaster <laughs> to be completely honest. You know, it's crazy because there's still so much talent still out there. Yeah, there's still so much talent out there. So uh, the
0: biggest thing that still remains at this current point in time is is obviously the honey badger, Tyron Matthew. Yeah. Um, a- after A-B Bobby is Wagner signed on with the uh, Los Angeles Rams, but uh, and well, I mean, I think that uh, Matthew is a bigger name than OBJ. Uh,
1: Antonio Brown still out there.
0: Yeah. Uh, who knows who's going to be willing to take that risk, though, right?
1: Right. <laughs> the thing about A.B. is I don't think A.B.'s crazy or anything. I think he's very misunderstood, and I think he's a very direct person. If somebody tells him something directly, that's how he's going to take it. You know? like So, I think, so how do you explain what he did in the Jets game? I think, I think Bruce Arians always had an issue with A.B., Okay. i listened to the podcast, um, The Pivot. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It has Channing uh, Crowder. Yeah. It has Ryan Clark and um, Fred Taylor on there. AB yeah. was on there. Even Ryan Clark agreed that we, even when they were on Pittsburgh and AB was on Pittsburgh with them, yeah. he picked on AB all the time. All the time. It was always an issue with him and AB. So I think that played a part in it. AB didn't want um i mean ba didn't want ab on the team brady the one is the one that said yeah i want antonio brown on the team so there was there's always been tension between them two. and i think what happened at the but why Jets- take it out
0: on tom brady on twitter why not take it out on bruce arians instead
1: i know he said a lot about bruce arians and he actually apologized for the tom brady stuff and he's just like you know tom brady did what he could to bring me on And that's all I think he was I think I think he was in his feelings for a lot of it, because maybe he felt like, all right, Brady didn't defend me on this stuff. But we see where Bruce Arians is now. I mean, Brady's been
0: defending uh, A.B. for a long time.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And and do I think he should have defended him? No, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. And, and, And in some cases, it's like, all right, Antonio Brown, you're a grown man. You need to grow up. But in other cases, it's like, Bruce Arians, you're supposed to be an example. You're a head coach. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to be better. Not anymore. (laughs) Exactly. And why is that? Probably because Tom Brady had something to do with that. (laughs) That, 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 That's 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 a popular opinion that people have expressed before. (laughs) So so even in that, what does that say about Bruce Arians? And And even the stuff with Antonio Brown. Yeah, like we don't know. So, but I still think Antonio Brown is still a force in his league. He's still a force. I think he would still be a great signing. I just think that you need to put certain stipulations in his contract. That's what he he needs certain clauses in his contract. And I would take him on those clauses. But yeah, there's there's still a lot of there's still a lot of good guys out there though. Oh definitely. There's still plenty to uh
0: still putting the side um there's still some good trade rumors out there that we might see happening before draft day so uh i'm definitely yeah. getting excited for this a, a, as a whole we have uh we'll, you know we're now halfway through our our divisional shows as, as far as this goes uh north will be this uh friday early mm-hmm. next week will be uh east hopefully that covers most of the major news up to the up to the draft time right but um if not, then I will have a special uh, breaking show in there. Uh, remember to check out. Uh, more is good. The uh, uh, yeah, Do do a final uh, do
1: a final plug for more is good. <laughs> yes, it's, um, you can follow me on Instagram at more is good, m o r r i s g o o d two zero two one. Um, if you need any type of t shirts, sweatshirts, anything you need wedding uh family reunion business whatever just reach out to us we'll take care of you
0: and uh i probably will be reaching out sometime i'll just let you know i'll probably reaching out sometime in the near future because uh another guest host who i've had on in the past graden cochran is in the middle of designing the logo and uh i i'm thinking that uh, the logo will be debuting uh, all over our social medias on the one-year anniversary of jml for real which is coming up in in about a month. Nice. Nice. So uh, once again, we're going to try to have, I'm going to try to do a live draft show uh, where, where people are popping in and out. Um, there will, I don't 100% know what I'm doing for the first round of the actual draft. I, if I'm going to, I probably won't be podcasting but on the youtube channel i will probably be recording my reaction to watching the draft on the on tv so if oh. somebody wants to jump in and join by all means uh, i'll have a uh, i'll have an open zoom link that'll be all over uh that'll be all over facebook so that that way you can jump in no i will not be posting on twitter i don't want any any, any you, uh, you you crazy twitter people that uh to get bent out of shape too easily uh calling into my show so what is <laughs> different but, man. you know twitter and facebook are very different it's t- twitter's toxic as anything but <laughs> but at the same time you know it's it they're they're an evil necessity so that's <laughs> true but um yeah. So, and then, uh, th- then there's going to be a draft recap show. That's going to be the one year anniversary show because we start off a draft recap and uh, I'm going to try to have as many people on as possible. And we're going to talk as much draft as possible. That will be a three hour special. So uh, anybody who wants to jump on, will be able to jump on. And those are the events coming up. Uh, my mock draft will be coming up. um will will be a solo show i'm not going to ask any 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 coke uh for any co-host for uh to have to do a mock draft but that will be coming out uh the tuesday before the draft so that's when my final mock draft will come out so because in all honesty i don't believe in doing it five or six times just to change just to change it every single time a free agent signing happens yeah, so yeah. The closer, the better, as far as I'm concerned, and that's the schedule as we're going forward. Next two shows are going to be uh, are are going to be uh, the division wrap ups. The two after that are going to be um, draft preview, followed by the mock draft, Uh, and then draft celebration, one year anniversary. So thank you all who have been a part of this up to this point in time. Thank you for all who follow uh, the JMO for Real community on Facebook, who followed on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, just to really appreciate uh, everyone who's been a part of it in some way or another. Thank you to my co-host Bruce, who has done an excellent job today. Who uh, who kind of helped to lay the foundation for what this has become for me. So I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, any final closing words from
1: you, Bruce? Hey man, you know we used to just sit back and just talk football you know i'm glad to you know be a part of you starting this and hey anytime you want to um have me back on let's do it
0: definitely i i would love to get you part of that one year anniversary show to be completely honest okay so um who knows maybe 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 we'll even talk sooner than later i i don't know we'll talk off air about that so (laughs) Absolutely. but uh you know uh, thank you all once again if you like what's going on subscribe to the youtube channel give us five star reviews on on apple and google for the podcast i would really appreciate that so uh but you know
2: thank you all for, who are a part of it and uh until next time we're out like brandon's daily should be